Hello, everybody, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here, and thanks for tuning in to watch or listen to whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to. In these trying times, we really do appreciate everyone that feels that we are worth their time, and we hope that we're able to give you something entertaining to while away the time as you spend it. Uh, we particularly want to thank those of you that feel like we're worth financially contributing to, uh, particularly our $25 and up supporters on Patreon, who are Antitonic, Drevian Alexander, Catwater Flame, Rowan Parker, and Samantha Bates. Yes, I read that off of the list. Thank you very much for supporting us. I know that in these uncertain times, finances are tough for everybody, so that you're willing to donate to us means a lot to all of us here, and we thank you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Grand Terra Shadowfront. God damn it, Jack, you are blown out as fuck. <laughs> yep, just noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> so much light. Um, hi, everybody, I'm John. I'm your game master for the evening. Uh, 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 and, and joining me from apparently the surface of the sun is Jack, who's muted. <laughs> Now, now with much better lighting. There we go. I'm playing Gentmanar, the half-elf spellslinger. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Titania Valkorian, a Ladrin druid princess. And Cody, who's... Or sorry, William, who I forgot to swap with Cody. <laughs> wait, hang on. Wait, I did it again. Wait, stop. Okay. Did you just put us back in the same places? I, I, I moved one down and then moved the same one back up. <laughs> William. Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Valdeth, the Dwarven Samurai. And Jeremy. Hi, uh, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Kaluna Elani, uh, Drow Echonite. And Cody. Hi, I'm Cody. I'm playing Ithram Valar, Hobgoblin War Wizard. Perfectly smooth. Nothing wrong happened at all. When last we left oh. off, uh, uh, we uh, Titania discovered her ability to turn the entire party into sentient clouds uh, about a day after it would have been more useful. Uh, it was still useful. Still yeah. useful. That's why that. I said more useful. It would have been because you wouldn't have had to have waited around. You could have just gone across the channel, but got to use the hot tub. It was fun. Um, but we uh, uh, we have the Steelhearts are journeying north to try to find uh, the mage Galadir Alunai, who is supposedly somewhere in the frozen north of Desolation. Um, and along the way, they are stopping by the Duskreach Legion, Ithram's ancestral home and personal home. Um who are currently camped out at one of the various one of the few, one of the various places that you can have camps in desolation uh they are they are currently traveling through the land of desolation which is this blasted wasteland where very you know there's not a lot of life and what is there is mostly going to kill you um such as the ancient blue dragons or the giant crabs and giant dinosaurs makes um, me feel warm being home 
until the sun falls and it makes you feel cold. Um, yes. Yeah, mud crabs, terrible creatures. <laughs> but they arrived. Uh, the Dusk Rates Legion is currently camped in a uh, sort of a, uh, a sort of a, a, a inside a wooden palisade. Uh, that it is sort of like in a semicircle connecting to a beach where there is uh where they're you know they're sort of at the uh what what has been referred to as the um the adal uh the the adalian sea which is this sort of northern body of water on the other side of the peninsula that Kor sits on and the kingdom of adal sits on and the umbel forest sits on uh which you know the the desolation sort of acts as the heel that connects this peninsula to the rest of the northern continent um <clears throat> uh, so they're sitting at at this, you know, at sort of like at the end of the where the water meets the land, uh, and the the biggest part of the 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 structure that you can see, and the reason why you de- you determined it's referred to as Iron Rock, is this large pillar of stone in like sort of in the middle of the camp, around which the camp has sort of been constructed and several tents are tied to it and in fact the very the large tent that ithram pointed out or that that ithram uh well i shouldn't have pointed out because you were all clouds that ithram noted yeah. as being his where his parents likely were as actually con- uh, being supported on one side by this large rock which even from a distance you can tell the glint of various metals sort of shining at bit at at places outside of the uh, at places within the stony exterior but you all landed in front right as the uh, as the wind walking spell was fading. So you all very rapidly returned to physical form. At which point, uh, a a gruff voice called out from the palisades, uh, uh, "Who approaches the Duskreach Legion?" And looking up, you can see uh, a pair of armed hobgoblins. They both look uh, they're, they're they're not quite as built as Ithram is. Uh, Ithram is fairly well broaded and also is fairly well fed. Uh, these two hobgoblins look uh, much more almost emaciated. If it wasn't for the fact that as lean as lean and almost as gaunt as they are, it's packed on with muscle. Um, they look very much like. Uh, it, they they kind of have that same musculature as like weasels have, where they're like unhealthily skinny, but there's no fat; it's all just muscle. Um, very wiry. Yeah, very very wiry, and they are wearing um, what appears to be some sort of uniform, consisting of blues, reds, and golds, and it is uh, split mail, where they're they're basically wearing like large leather tunics that have these uh, bits of metal and wood stitched into them forming this exterior uh curtain if anyone's familiar with um uh i think it's uh old korean like like feudal korean armor where it's that where it's the you know sort of like a like a billeted plate kind of thing where it's leather and metal stitched on top of each other it's kind of like that um Great indeed. Fun fun yeah, fact, Ithram is still wearing his Dusk Reach Legion armor. <laughs> <laughs> um and they uh, they have glaives and they're sort of standing on top of it. They're, they're not like uh, they're not like standing in a offensive manner. They are more of a some people just appeared out of a cloud. That's weird. <laughs> uh Ithram will step forward and um, Ithram Volar, son of Vira and Ked Volar, here with the steel heart mercenary company led by motions to Valdeth. Valdeth Stonebeard, Thane 
of the Stonebeard of Morn, Titania Valkorian, Princess of Taram, Gent Minar, head of the Minar household <coughs> in Taram, and motions to Kalerna and what's her last name? Elani. Elani. And Kalerna Elani, Knight of the Azure Legion. There is a, a bit of quick uh, converse, conversing uh, atop the palisade uh, before one leans down and uh, into a horn and just blows. And there is this, you know, this almost melodic. Uh, 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 echoing of this horn blowing across the, the camp, and you can sort of hear activity on the inside. Um, Go, yeah. everybody, run! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was not a. It was not a. It was not a two arms call. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I know. I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> um, after a few minutes, the the gates, these sort of wooden graded gate sort of parts, uh, and out steps a a solitary figure. That Ithram recognizes. Uh, this is a, a a bit taller and a bit broader, but still that wiry, lean, ema- almost emaciated look uh, uh, that the guards had on top. But where they were wearing sort of a full set of armor, this one is only really wearing, uh, basically he's wearing... <coughs> The, the armor from the waist down and it's very clearly a stripped down version of that armor with lots of the more protective aspects removed um, on his bright red uh, hobgoblin hide you see little bits of gold glittering as if they've been embedded around his chest and forearms uh, wearing wearing a dark fur like sort of uh, a, a set of dark fur wrapped around his shoulder with dark black hair pulled up into a top knot and um, basically mutton chops but no connecting hair on the front uh, Ithram you recognize this as Onkar the uh your sort of teacher and also the leader of the um twilight mages twilight. yeah twilight mages yeah uh who sort of walks out towards you all with this even though none of you even though the others don't recognize him he has the saunter of someone who has walked through a million dangerous situations and come out unscathed that 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 particular kind of walk of there's nothing you can really do to hurt me um, and as he sort of up, Gen- oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, he, go, no, go, go, go ahead. Gent wants to take a look and see: is that gold or are those scales? Give me a perception check. Okay. I mean, we're very familiar with that saunter. We've used that saunter many a time. <laughs> uh, it's hard to tell at this distance. Okay. Um, it could be scales. It's it it could be like sort of a scaly uh, epidermis, or it could be mm-hmm. some sort of weird piercing. Um, okay, it gets about thirty feet out from between the the gates and you, and just in this very thick accent, Ithrim, Udaminya, which Ithrim you know means hit me, which. Ankar has a thing he does where whenever a mage comes back he wants them to hit him with their most damaging spell possible because he wants to judge whether or not they have grown enough to be worth his time you Brad Pitt David Fincher movies lines (laughs) most damaging spell let's see you have disintegrate no (laughs) (laughs) That would, that would 
power would power would kill wouldn't work on him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so disintegrate would be a good spell if you had it, but yeah. No, I have I have uh, chain lightning though. It's just gonna when it forks off, it's just gonna fork off into the sky though. Okay. So yeah, he takes a moment, gathers a bit of. Uh, you guys see some uh, electricity start to build at his feet, up to his uh, hands. And I don't think any. Then... I don't think any of the rest of you speak hobgoblin, do you? No, nope. I am mm-hmm. pretty sure that I do not. But let me check. Nope. Say, so, say, so, you guys have no idea what's going on. It's just getting ready to attack this guy. Forty-one points of damage, <laughs> lightning. Let me take a look real quick. It's a saving throw, correct? Yeah, DC yep. 17. Uh, dexterity save? Yep. Yes. yes. For half? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Where is his character? Not sheet? horrible rolls. Where are you? There you no, are. For, a ba- for a baseline chain lightning, it's not too bad at all. It's like slightly below average. Yeah. Okay. It's the ones. Yeah, like perfectly average would have been 45. You're just barely below average. <laughs> but he succeeds. He takes half damage. And so this this lightning just rockets out from Ithram, strikes him, and he just sort of like, there's just like a bit of static electricity pops off of him as it rockets into the sky. And there's a little bit of singeing smoke coming off of his hair. Uh, and and he sort of takes a minute. He looks almost like he's swirling something around in his mouth. <laughs> Spits a little bit of blood on the ground. Goroshi, Goroshi, which means good. So and he uh, waves you on over. Welcome to the Duskreach Legion, uh, the Steelhearts. Did I hear correctly? Yes, that's right. On call the hunter. I am the leader of the Twilight Magos of the Duskreach Legion. This one's superior. And as you get closer, it get you can tell definitely those are scales, golden, yep. mm-hmm. golden dragon scales, sort of just mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. where you, where where you where you would expect body hair to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what brings you all? to our encampment as he starts sort of leading you in. You notice that um, he doesn't seem to be carrying any weapons. The only like external object that he's carrying on him is what appears to be a shard of obsidian that is wrapped in leather with this weird red gem that almost looks like there's fire inside of it attached to it. And a vial of what looks like blood dangling from it on a string, and a golden ring on one finger, and that's all. That's basically all he's wearing outside of his clothes. Uh, we're heading north into the frozen wastes, and Ithram figured it might be a wise idea to stop by here, say hello to family, maybe see if you might know anything about the region. Ooh. And uh, we had inquiries uh, of my mother of planar travel and attunements. I see, I see. Well, let's take you to your mother. Uh, your sister is actually scouting north, uh, looking into the, uh, the, the necromancers, uh, who, have their, who have an encampment between here and the frozen north. So. Oh, so they have, have, they, have they moved in the way recently, or...? Uh, not per- not specifically in the way from us, but they are closer than we would like. 
So, has there been any news from the Umbro Forest? No, we're too far north for that, though. We have not been south in some five summers at the very least. And come, welcome to the Dusk Ridge Legion, all of your steel hearts. And he sort of leads you through, and you see this. There is a. This is a. This is very clearly you can all recognize a military encampment. Like all of the all of the tents are put up very orderly and regimented. There's you know very there's a clear walkways and pathways through everything. Nothing is left out and unattended. There's a variety. All, all of the hobgoblins you see are in some form of armor, ranging from the full set that you saw the guards on the on the on the wall had to the sort of like broken down what you're assuming is the mage variant that the uh, that Ankar is wearing. Um, and they're all going about their duties. They 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 give a salute to Ankar and Ithram as as you pass by, but don't really bother saying much to you directly. Uh, you do get you do hear a few mutterings going on, and there seems to be a bit of interest in Titania in specific. Uh, as you guys are walking past, lots of like lots of what what you would assume to be the younger hobgoblins seem to be like occasionally stopping whatever they're doing just to watch as you walk past, and they're definitely watching Titania. Probably the mushrooms. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ithram, you know that the Duskridge Legion has no idea what the, like, royal hierarchy of Taram looks like. So, mm-hmm. you introduce Titania as Princess of Taram. So that's why they're, that's probably why they're staring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea that she is one of many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of many, many, many princesses. Um, but very shortly, you find yourself standing at the base of this massive, you know, pillar of, of stone uh, and in front of the largest of all the tents. Uh, it's this large, uh, 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 fairly um, almost box-like. The walls go up about 15 feet the 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 walls of the tent go about fifteen feet, and then there's not really a there's not really like a, a a steeple. It just goes flat and then across over to the uh, to the stone. the 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 front curtains of which are pulled over, and you can see the banner of the Duskreach Legion hanging off of one side of the, the 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 entryway here. Given that this is a military encampment, does this look like a command tent? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it definitely looks like, and it's, it's, it's central. So like you imagine very quickly, you could get to any part of the camp from here. Um, mm. and also in order to get here from any part of the camp, you have to pass by all the soldiers that you just saw. So, mm. uh, it is very much centralized. Like you can tell the the entire camp is built around this tent. Um, and you all, uh, on car, just sort of pats Ithram on the shoulder. I'll go in and say hello. You have the gift. Yes. Good, good. Uh, your sister hasn't made it back yet, so I'm going to go wait on the wall. She's supposed to be back today. Uh, All right. The younger ones are training, so you probably won't see them inside. Yes. Have they Have they uh, been assigned or have they chosen the areas yet? Not yet. Still learning. Still going to basics. Yeah. Yes, the fun stuff. Mm. But enjoy your reunion. And he just waves to the rest of you and trots off. Again, never breaking that swagger. 
Um, I'll pull out uh, my tombstone and the hammer. And the group of you walk into the tent. The first thing you notice upon walking into the tent is immediately to the left, there is what appears to be a boulder. Um, Well, it's like, it's like what, what is very clearly like a bunch of rugs thrown over a boulder. Uh, and sitting atop of it is a very small, roughly about 5'2", um, very gaunt and thin female hobgoblin, which, Ethram, you recognize as your mother, Avira, uh, who is just sort of toying with a... Um, uh, 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 with a, with a dagger, kind of in one hand, and you can see resting against the, you know, on the floor, resting against this 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 boulder that she's sitting on, is a large ornate glaive that has a ruby sort of embedded into the blade that looks very similar to the ruby Ithram has on his flail. Um, she's wearing very similar to what uh, what Ankar was wearing, this sort of half down armored thing with with. Uh, Except where Ankar was bare-chested, she sort of got, like, uh, um, uh, like um, cloth wrapped around her torso. Uh, and But but bare shoulder otherwise. Who looks up? Ithrim. Mother. You made good time. We have uh, Lady Titania to thank for that. Well, a pleasure to meet all of you. The Steelhearts, I assume. That is correct, eh? We have been told much through Mal. Uh, Cad! And you just hear a, a rumbling from the back of the tent where there is this this curtain, uh, which parts, and out walks the largest hobgoblin any of you have ever seen. Ithram is fairly tall and fairly broad. This person looks like he could eat Ithram three times over. Just rippling muscle and and still has still weirdly gaunt looking for being as tall and as wide as he is, um, with a full beard connecting a full beard connecting from the sides down to his chin, of a, a full head of hair that where on cars was just a top knot. This is a long flowing ponytail that hangs down to about his waist level, uh, in the back golden eyes that just this sort of very piercing golden eyes uh and no no mustache to speak of but a very strong face and you can instantly see the resemblance between Ithram and this man uh who wearing the same similarly the half down armor with uh cloth wraps around his abdomen uh, around his abs um who just walks out arms folded massive meaty arms folded looks down at Ithram Ithrim. Greetings, Father. I'll bow and uh, present the two gifts uh, in front. This is for the Legion. Reaches out, takes the, the tombstone, which looks almost like a toy in his hands. Yeah. Uh, it has uh, two spells of my own creation to be passed among the magus. He was just... Also- don't you have don't you have uh, dunamancy on that tombstone as well? Yeah, there are there are there are also new forms of magic that I've just, that I have I've been allowed to uh, learn holding from... it, holding it with just like three fingers like this. He mm-hmm. just sort of <laughs> flicks it over towards your mom, who catches it and starts fiddling with it, and then he takes the hammer. 
This is for the armory of the Legion. It is iron, made of ironwood from Ilanora. Uh, Ilhanador. Ilhanador. What the fuck was that? Kill something, fucker. Yeah. Something. Looks at it. This is very well made, Ethan. You do the Legion proud. I assume on. I assume you passed on Car's test. Uh, he would not have let me in without it. Good, good. Well, welcome, Steelheart, to the Duskreach Legion. I am Warlord Kedvolar, Ithrim's father. I trust you have been taking care of my son. And he walks over to this large throne that is just sort of draped in rugs and carpets and sits in it heavily, uh, still weighing, still sort of like, like sort of testing the weight of the hammer in one hand. Uh, certainly. I'm Valdez Stonebeard, Thane of the Stonebeard clan of... Uh... As I forget my own city's name, More. Everstone. Of Everstone is the, is the oh, city. Everstone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Princess Itania Valkorian of Tiram. This is Gint Minar, of house, uh, head of House Minar of Tiram. And uh, Kalerna Ilani of the Azure Legion. And yes, uh, we've been fighting alongside Ithrim for some time now. His magic's been invaluable, and we've been a solid team together. Just for the hell of it, make a persuasion check. <laughs> Yay, I get my advantage. Double. 23. <laughs> <laughs> looks down at it, looks down at the hammer, looks up at you. Well, you travel in quite uh, auspicious company, Ethrim. I have been most fortunate. Puts the hammer down. So, what brings you to our humble camp? Well... We're... Just instigates the answer. Uh, we are traveling north investigating uh, some rumors we have heard, and on the way, uh, we had questions of planar travel that uh, I thought the first person that thought I thought of that could help us was Mother. She sort of looking through this tombstone. Oh, this is very nice, Ethram. Yes, I think we will be able to make use of this. The spells are okay too, but uh, she's she's a little <laughs> bit a little grin. Uh, well, I'm sure your mother will be happy to assist you. You have proven an asset to the legion, and thus the legion provides its assets to you. Uh, you're heading north toward the, towards the frozen wastes. Yes, uh, there is supposed to be a wizard far north. Uh, in the frozen wastes that we must locate and see if we can glean information from or about. We have not uh, sent anybody uh, outside of Desolation to the north in quite some time, so we have no current information for you. Uh, we do have... We have been dealing... Uh, keeping an eye on the... Uh, Withered Green Legion? Yes, the Withered... The, the, the withered, is it Withered Green? I'm trying to find uh, my notes. I think it's Withered Grin. Was withered the... Grin. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. We have been keeping an eye on the Withered Green uh, ever since you've provided the information about them. Uh, I have it written in my notes as green, but that might have just been the accent that you were using at the very time. Probably. <laughs> very probably. Makes more sense now. They have uh, they have set up camp currently north uh, northeast of here, uh, two days walk, 
which from which scouting uh, Deirdre should be returning today. We have not been yet able to ascertain what, if any, objective they have uh, at the moment. They simply seem to be traveling as standard for all legions in the area. They have been paying their tribute to our to Azeroth and have not been causing trouble. <coughs> and you, uh, well, we may have seen or uh, heard Azeroth uh, the night previous, uh, or at least one of his brood is in that area to the south by the cliffs. Just so that you're aware. He has been setting up... He has been... Uh, uh, he moved his lair some s- last year, I believe, uh, further south. So I would not be surprised if it was him or one of his brood. Uh, okay. We have... We actually... Our, our tribute... Uh, our tribute day is approaching, so we've been... Gathering what resources we could, which is why we are here. Iron, the the ground beneath Iron Rock is filled with all manner of minerals that will be valuable to the Dragon's Horde. Yes. Um. Well, aside from basic reconnaissance and give, providing you a place to sleep and, of course, your mother helping you with whatever it is you need, is there something specific you would require from the Legion on your way north? Honestly, if you've got warmer clothes, that'd be appreciated. Yes, we we came in a bit of a rush. Mm. Uh, so the travel has been quick, but the nights were... The nights were at night. <laughs> Yes, no. uh, we can provide some warmer clothes. Uh, send your people to the tailors and have them get fitted for some cold weather gear. You'll need it, especially if you're going into the frozen wastes. Yes. Um, if I could take a look through the armory, it is available to you. We have nothing spectacular. We have nothing spectacular at the moment, but. If yes. there's something you need, you are you are allowed to it. The same goes for your friends. The Steelhearts are welcome to our hospitality. I might take you up if there's a designated workshop area in your camps here. Yeah? Uh, the closest thing we have to a workshop is Onkar's Battleground. Fair enough, I'll make do. Simply ask after Onkar. Does anybody have any requests or questions? And the dress light and caddy light, and I've got enough rations for us for a while, so I don't have much that I need. I am quite fine, thank you. I have... Oh yeah, thir- we got a whole bunch, didn't we? Yeah, I have, yeah, I have, I beads. have 30 mind. beads of nourishment, which is a full day's <laughs> rations each uh, that don't expire. So, Do you have any druids here? Uh, not in so much in our legion, no. There okay. are there are those who uh, have in the past uh, practiced druidic arts, but we've not. This this land is not particularly kind to druids. No, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Hmm. 
Well, if you have no further questions, uh, we will have someone show you to some tents that you can use for the night. And then to the tailors. Thank you very much. He just sort of doesn't really... He sort of like looks over your shoulders, grabs that hammer and tosses it, and there's a... And there's a... Like from outside. And then very quickly, some uh, a younger hobgoblin rubbing the back of his head steps into the tent. Uh, you called, warlord. <laughs> Let's Just throw the hammer. Whoever it hits comes and get comes and does does what I need them to. Take that hammer to the armory, and on your way, take these to our guest tents. Then see them to tailors so that they can get some cold weather clothing. Uh, yes, warlord. Uh, please come with me. It's officially it's called the chore hammer from now on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is my father's version of the sending spell. <laughs> and you can also you can all see while you're while you're standing there, you can also see uh hung up on either side of this throne that he's sitting on are these massive piles of chain, each of which ends in what seems like a like a some sort of metal sphere. That is roughly the size of, uh, roughly the size of Valdeth each. So he has a giant meteor hammer as his primary weapon. Two giant meteor hammers. <laughs> well, the meteor hammer is the one that's the chain with balls on both ends. Uh, no, meteor hammer is with one, with one really big ball. I think there might be a version Regardless. that has balls on both ends. But either way, <laughs> either way, and there's he's got four two. balls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He has two balls on two chains, um, which are just sort of sitting on either side, and you can see faint little bits of arcane marking on them. No, I just want that that uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation uh, uh, meme with with Patrick Stewart instead of saying there are four lights, there are four right. balls. There are four balls. <laughs> four balls. But the young hobgoblin. Leads you out, leads you, uh, 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 but a but a, but a few short steps away from the uh, from the command tent to these fairly Spartan but well-appointed uh, 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 tents that are empty. Inside, there's just a series of cots with with a with a with a simple small mattress and a few blankets on it, and uh, and one large chest in the corner that's empty. Uh, yes, uh, feel free to make yourselves at home. Uh, I will go let the tailors know that they are to be beginning to work on you, and then we will have someone take you to them. I need to get this to the armory. And she sort of runs off with the hammer. Thanks, bye. Yeah, you are all left in the guest tent. Wow. This is where you grew up? Yes. So, are your parents the leaders of the Legion? For now, yes. Has that position changed regularly? Not regularly. But it does have the potential to change. Were they the leaders of the Legion when you were born? Yes, they were. Um, I guess that makes you something of a noble yourself. Maybe not on the same terms, but... I was... I wouldn't say. Congratulations. We'll give you the handshake, the secret handshake. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know. There's a special there's a special drink that you have to drink, and if it kills you, you don't get to be a noble anymore. Oh. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> but um, it's called alcohol. Sometimes it takes a while, but it gets uh, us in the end. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yes, no, it's uh it does have the potential to change, but uh, since I've been, since I believe before my sister was born, my father was a warlord. Well, you know he's been challenged at least four times since you were born. Yeah, I, I've probably watched a couple. Like he, he has been challenged, but obviously, he's still there. <laughs> How many siblings do you have? Uh, let me check my notes. I have four or three siblings. I just don't remember their names right off the top of my head. Twenty-seven. Okay. Yeah, I have. Three. We we literally know nothing about you. Yeah, so. <laughs> I have three this is siblings. The learning arc. <laughs> two si- I have two sisters and one younger brother. Could you have an older sister and a younger sister? Yes. Uh, I have their names written somewhere. Where the fuck? They're in the bio section of your character sheet. Yep. There we go. Deirdre, Kadan, and Viara. Yeah. Yep. I just scrolled right past them because Roll20 likes to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, My older sister, who you heard Ankar mention, Deirdre. Uh, my younger uh, brother Kadan and younger sister Viara. Those two are twins. Mm. Oh, um, and uh, you also would have noticed uh, Ankar had a, a tattoo on his left shoulder, um, which was uh, the new moon. Right? Okay. Um, yeah. Which is the uh, Devastators. Mm hmm. Don't know what that means, but maybe it's relevant to you. Ithram knows what it means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To me, to me, you say devastators. I guess I think, oh, so he's the marine who carries the heavy, the heavy, the heavy bolter. Uh, not wrong. <laughs> it's just so not a bolter. <laughs> Legion just sort of like travels around here, and there are other. There's like the the the. Each legion has three. their territory. Okay. And we. Patrol our territories. Um, sometimes fight. Uh, others just patrol territories to hunt creatures, or they patrol their territories specifically looking for fights. Uh, we just we just like to travel. It's we don't go out looking for fights, but we also are not one to shy away from them. And also, there's the the necessity of travel because you don't want to you don't want to over harvest yeah. resources in any one area because there's not a lot to go around. Seems that uh, tribute to Azurth is a baseline motivation for life here as well. Yes, uh, as we as most stories would say, uh, one tends to not want to fuck over or fuck with a dragon of any 
significant reputation. And Azeroth is one of those dragons. Is it and a he, pay the taxes, I don't eat you kind of thing? or uh, Yes. Uh, more that end or pay the taxes or I utterly destroy your entire encampment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And spread the story. Right. But yes. Against like, all right, to destabilize desolation, kill <laughs> one ancient blue dragon. <laughs> Watch ensuing chaos. <laughs> See what happens to that power vacuum. But yeah, you guys, right. anybody that saw uh, Ankar's tattoo, Ithrum doesn't have one of that, those tattoos. He also doesn't have on the pauldrons of his armor, he has the full spectrum of the... Uh, uh, lunar cycle. Um, uh, so that's interesting. Yep. So, what are these moon tattoos? Designation within the Magus. Uh, the one you saw in Ankar means he's a devastator, which means he specializes in evocation magics uh mine he points to his uh i'm a novitiate i have no designation yet i left well i was sent out uh before i was assigned or chose one you get to do it either i mean considering your expertise in the battlefield they feel like you're probably marked out for a devastator as well those are more what my spells are geared towards yes that's there's a heavy focus on battle magic in this this environment does he give that same test to everyone regardless of their calling yes i feel like that's a bit of a like if any of them focused on illusion magic i feel like that's a bit rigged against them it's not so much it's your most powerful spell what you have learned of the magic fair enough so what you're saying you can still do quite a bit of damage with illusion magic Mm -hmm. i like the idea that the conjuration wizards come back and we just don't see him for a couple months You know that uh, con- the last conjuration wizard that test that he tested failed um, because he summoned a fire elemental, and he learned then that Ankar is immune to fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like you know, <clears throat> banishment or gate or some <laughs> shit. You know, <laughs> Ankar's halfway across the world. He'll be back when he's ready. Few of them get that powerful. Also, Ankar is very resilient to magic. Fair enough. <laughs> yes, he is, he is the head of the uh, the matches. Um, but what would your mother's role be then? Um, let's see, where was it? Let's scroll down farther past it. Uh, Conjure is. I can't remember. 
I had come up with it, or did you come up with it? Uh, I, I, I've only designated the, the Devastator. I haven't designated All right, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the Conjurer is a full moon. I see. Has a member of the Maggots ever been the Warlord also, or are those two sort of kept separate? Um, they're kept separate, but the Magus could become Warlord. Several different And then tried. someone else would step in yeah. to... There, there have been Magises that have tried, Magi that have tried, but, um... Uh, None have succeeded yet. Yes. Large metal at least not against make a pretty good counter spell. I would wager. <laughs> yes, they do. They're quite effective at uh, any concentration. It's hard to concentrate <laughs> when you're broken in half. <laughs> but um, I see where you take after both of your parents in combat style. She says, indicating your flail. <laughs> yes, just a bit. When you see something wielded that effectively, you think, "Hey, maybe I can do it," and then you try it, and then you realize that shit is heavy. So you make so, something smaller and more reasonable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are the, those are two-handed weapons. He just wields them with one hand. Oh, he's got Titan's grip. Gotcha. After a few moments, the the curtain the 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 the, the, the uh tent flap the tent flap rustles. Uh and there is what looks to be a um what looks to be probably a like a relative to humans like a 12 year old female hobgoblin that doesn't even have the tusks yet um that most hobgoblins have uh which Ithram you recognize as uh Viara hmm. she's 13 but she looks younger than she is <laughs> Uh, Ithrim, you and your friends are uh, expected. It's good to see you too. Let's let's go this way. And trots off. Alright. This way. Going to give that child a gun. She she very... (laughs) As she sort of like... You can see as she sort of like skip hopping... Uh, uh, ahead of you, she's just occasionally like flicking her hand around, and there is this little ball of water that's just sort of flying around her as she does this. That occasionally freezes into an ice cube and drops, and then reforms into water and flicks back over, and then freezes into an ice cube and drops and goes back into water and flicks back over. She's just sort of like casually waving her hands around while skipping. Whoa. No warm fuzzies in his heart. <laughs> you, what you're gonna you're gonna give her a gun and make her shuri to Ithram's uh, T'Challa? Yep. <laughs> Ithram, why is everyone staring? It probably because I introduced you as the princess of Thram. Uh, I should probably let my father know to explain if there's any questions that there are many princesses in Thram. I have to. Then <laughs> I are you uncomfortable with the stairs? No, it's just weird. They I... shouldn't last long either. Okay. But probably most of the time we're here. 
the uh, very quickly you get to another tent. This tent is like very clearly set up for sewing. There's a large there's a there's a large loom on the inside where people are stitching things, putting things together, and like there's bolts of cloth and furs all over the place. And one one uh, uh, very small hobgoblin woman that looks like she fell off of a charm bracelet, um, which is my favorite description for an old lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who just sort of like ushers you in and instantly begins taking measurements. Uh, her arms are as long as she is tall, so it's very weird to have that that tape go up to your shoulder, even though she doesn't reach that far. Like her head doesn't reach that far. Um, and as she's as she's taking measurements, Titania, the little girl that was there, walk wanders up to you and flicks her hand and the water forms into a flower and freezes Ooh. and she hands it up to you <gasps> thank you i will reciprocate okay. and druidcraft a bunch of um probably very similar uh, actually something that i haven't seen here um yeah uh any vegetation. <laughs> Any vegetation. Here's uh, a head of lettuce. <laughs> what? I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a bunch of dandelions and I want them to like go through the full cycle of, of like bloom will into the into the puffball and yeah. then kind of wide eyed. Just... Yeah. Can all princesses make flowers? Not all of them. Uh, but sometimes it's very pretty. This is too. Thank you. You're welcome. We've never had a princess before. Gent leans There's... over. She's never had a flower made of ice before, so no, that's magnificent. No. Mm -hmm. It's my specialty. There... It's very it's... nice. Very good. And you've been practicing. Mm-hmm. She just sort of sits on a box and like watches as <laughs> as you guys get clothes made. Very quickly, this this team of seamstresses like throws some cloth together, stitches some fur into a lining. Da da da. -da. It's quick enough to be industrial considered tailoring. Yeah. yeah, like it's quick enough to be considered <laughs> magic. Uh, and yeah. very swiftly, you all have uh, very warm uh, cloaks and robes provided. Mm. And this, the, 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 old, the old hobgoblin. Wear these over your armor, or under if your armor is loose enough. Uh, this will keep you warm at night. Uh, recommend taking it off during day. At least until you get wherever you're going, if it's more consistent. Thank you. It will be. <laughs> yes, we're headed far north. This should become valuable. Ah, you need boots then too. Hang on, hang on. She goes over and starts like <laughs> stitching fur into a boot. <laughs> Congratulations, you're all getting Uggs now. Uh <laughs> hey, Uggs are better than frozen feet. It's true, it's yeah. true. Yeah. And again, having tasted both, absolutely. Just as quickly, <laughs> just as quickly, you all have fur-lined boots. If you need anything further, please let us know. We have plenty of material from this uh, past winter. It's good to know. 
Good to see that we've been doing well. That's a disturbing concept when you say you have extra animal material from winter. Yes. That wasn't in character. (laughs) Yeah, Gens just going to ask, is this something we pay for, Ethan? How much are we... We no, we are. We've been afforded. We've all right. Yes. Yeah, you guys haven't seen money change hands at all since you've been here. The society works for itself. Well, thank now you. That should help with the cold weather, at least. Hmm? Yes. No problem. Let me know if you need more. Thank you. Appreciate the help. VR looks up at Ithrim. Are you going to go to the battleground? I think I might stop by. Uh, you should. Kadan is there. Oh. How's that been going for both of you? For me, easy. For him, not so much. Uh, all right. I'll have to see for myself then. Does he have the mind of a warrior rather than a mage? No. He has the mind of... Uh... She thinks for a second. It's just mind of Ucheni, uh, which Ithram uh, in in Hobgoblin means um, is effectively someone who thinks a lot. You would translate it to like a scientist or a scholar. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) he's got the mind of a nerd. More, (laughs) more, more theory, less practice. Yeah, yeah. A brain person. Yeah. He's a uh, he's fucking a... egghead. <laughs> uh, he's a tactician. <laughs> That's one way to put it. All right. Um, Onkar says he has mind of target dummy. That's, <laughs> that's unfortunate. That is a, 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 something he will have to remedy soon. Uh, let's, uh, if anybody is welcome to come with to see this battleground. Apparently, that's where you go to work on material projects. So I'll be coming along. Absolutely. Yes, it's near. It's cool. Goal. You want us to do some showing off for you, Ethan? Uh, feel, if anybody challenges you, feel free. <laughs> it's very likely that it could happen. Um, but uh, yes, let's lead the way, Viara. Okay, hops down. Skip hops along. Another bit of water is now like flowing back and forth, being frozen and thawed. Notably, oh. Valdeth does keep the dread, like the Dracolish spine blade, on her back rather than in her armory, just because it provides the immunity to fear while it's on her. So, <laughs> big sword is obvious. Yeah. While we're walking there, and she's practicing doing the uh, water and changing to ice in midair, Ithram's just gonna like message and be like. Don't lose concentration. Don't get distracted. (laughs) (laughs) She can do faster because he's got the illusionist bracers, but he only does it a couple times. She's like, Itram, you're not nearly as distracting as Onkar is. I'm not trying to be, but it's good to know that you at least can maintain. It's easier. So, sorry, she she, she looks over to Itram. So what did they mean when they said that they had a lot of material from the winter? Uh, well, we still measure seasons. Yeah, so. but in my experience, animals are harder to find during winter. 
there's not very many places to hide in desolation to begin with. So yeah. hibernating um, animals are easy targets. Yes, mm. and those that hibernate are once you find them, they're very slow to get up and try to get away. So what bad enough. I was just concerned that this leather and hide might have been made from, you know, those who did not manage to eat. No. No, it's nothing of that sort. I mean, not that I would have held anything against a culture that does it. That seems like a very much sort of, you know, use all parts of the buffalo kind of situation, but as desolation Still. turns into a gameplay simulation of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Sands trees. Right? <laughs> Everything's made out of people. So you get to a spot, uh, sort of uh, uh, what is what has been basically determined to be the far corner of the encampment of an encampment that has no corners. So, um, but it's, it's the beach. It's the, the far end of the encampment and, and along the, along the palisade at the beach. And there are just craters scattered about in various places, bits of broken metal and wood, uh, bits of broken hobgoblin as a few people are like, picking each other up after having been in a various, you know, various stages of combat. Um, this is the training ground, it would seem. And can't you sort of see what they, what they were talking about, where, like, off to one side, there is a, there's like an anvil and forge that's been set up out in the open, where they are repairing things that have been broken in the battleground. Yeah, he's just looking for a place where he can find some fire to cast some ammo, basically. Yeah, that's exactly what you can find right over there. All right, good stuff. That's what he's after. And yeah, and and so yeah, you see there's plenty of adults that are out here training, and uh, most of them are set up with uh, sort of a one, one-on-one sparring situation with a mage off to one side. And Ithram, you know that the mage, the mage's duty in that particular situation is to add chaos. Uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> Volar's bombardment should help with that immensely in the coming generations. <laughs> As the the objective here is to fight each other, to, to spar with each other while on a battlefield. That's why it's called the battlegrounds. Uh, which is to say, just because you're fighting one person doesn't mean other people aren't trying to kill you too. Uh, yeah, in in a battle, there is no such thing as a fair fight, and there's no such thing as safe in... ground either. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Run to the nearest tree, safe. Yeah, no, no. She <laughs> gets blown away. That's why there are no trees. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and and then uh, a little bit further, sort of in the in the water, you can see another set of people that are training for uh, you know for for various environmental things. And there you can see Kadan, uh, who for everyone else there is a there's a hobgoblin child that looks like Ithram but thirteen, like it's like. Shrink mini version of Ithram, basically. He was just sort of sitting off to one side, digging at the ground with a wooden sword, while a Twilight Magus is sort of like kneeling down next to him, chatting. Hmm. I'll wait for him to start one round or whatever next round he's uh, about to do. And then uh, when the mage steps back, I'll walk over to the mage and see do i recognize this this one uh you don't recognize it uh, personally but you can tell it's a conjurer 
Okay. Uh, who's actually at, while while they're sort of crouched down, sort of reach a hand out, uh, grab some grab some sand and dirt from the beach, lift their hand up and pour it down. And as they pour it down, the sand and gravel looks almost like it's pouring over a figure. And as all of it hits the ground, there is this small dust method just sort of like <laughs> shaking itself loose from the gravel. All right. Which the, the Magus steps back and Katan readies his wooden training sword. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll walk over to the mage and uh, in a way so that I won't draw Kadan's attention, and then uh, see if I can. Uh, uh, so, how is his progress? What is? Oh, Ether. Welcome back. Yeah. Yes, good to be back. Uh, progress is slow. This one is a thinker, not a fighter. Uh, mm. Probably going to try to get him with uh, some of the tinkerers and see if they they can draw out his potential somewhere else. I we have the feeling that this one is going to be building more than destroying. He says I... as, as you watch Kadan with the sword, just like ah, yeah, like, just like trying to <laughs> wail on this dust method, who's just just very easily evading all of the strikes. I know of it, Tinkerer. Uh, I'm going to say, speaking of which, (laughs) if Ghent is seeing this happen, he'll let the kid do about five misses and then just shoot the method out of the air. (laughs) If Uh, he can. Make an attack roll. He's going to use focus fire because he doesn't want to fuck this up. (laughs) You shoot the kid. Oh, God. Yeah, don't shoot my brother. (laughs) Right? I do not want to accidentally murder Ithram's little brother. Well, that did not turn out as it Because guess, who, guess who's going to learn disintegrate, disintegrate real quick? <laughs> it was a fucking accident. <laughs> so was this. Disintegrate. <laughs> Sorry, finger of death. Um, yeah, with a 24, yeah, no, you... There's, there's a loud report as the gun fires <laughs> and then Dust Method just vanishes in a pile of gravel. Then just make eye contact with the kid. <laughs> Spin and holster, and then walk over to the forge. <laughs> and I'm like, looks over at you, looks down at the sword, looks back up. And that's when I'll be like, yes, they are quite useful. <laughs> oh, Ithrim! Trots over. Oh, are you good on? I'm okay. Thrain. See, you're making. I see you're making strides, and I pat his back. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying my best. Yes. My best is not very good. Hey, as long as you keep better. trying. As long, eh. yes, as long as you keep trying, that's all that matters. I am a realist. I keep trying is not going to work. <laughs> it it takes quite a while <laughs> to get good at something, so... Um, I do not have the knack that sister does. Or Deirdre. <laughs> Where middle schoolers are the best. <laughs> I'm a realist. Everything's shit. Why do I try? 
This kid is going to be listening to Hobgoblin Nirvana. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, you haven't seen enough of reality to really be a realist. I'll give you that much. He sort of shrugs. But you might be onto something that you might be trying to approach this from the wrong angle. Try something new. Maybe you'll find your calling. You have to have a wide wide range of experiences to find out what you're best suited for. Yes, but Father Father and Deirdre are good with weapons. You and, Via, and Viara and Mother are good with magic. I'm good with neither. So we find what you are good at. Um, go talk to that go talk to that yes, half-elf. The one that just shot the method. It was go, very impressive. Go... It was very loud. Not very subtle. Yes. It is not, yeah, subtlety is not something that that is uh, uh, equipped for, yes. That is a a bell (laughs) that the fight is on. There is no turning back after that is fired. I wonder if there would be a way to make it quiet. We'll Probably. A, we'll Magic like, is quite wide. We'll put like a pillow on it. <laughs> well, how about you go over there and you suggest that to Ghent? I'm sure he is in desperate need of innovation and fresh ideas. Mm. Okay. And he just sort of trots off over in that direction. <laughs> he's a very, like, you know, he's a very earnest and, like, straightforward kid. He's just like, I'm looking at all these warriors and mages around me. And I am definitely not one of those. <laughs> yeah. She could be a tinker. Uh, Gent, this, this small hobgoblin child walks up to you and just like walks straight up to you. Have you considered duct taping like a pillow to that gun? Tape. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad idea. Problem is, traveling through a solid object might throw off the aim of the ammunition. What you would need is some sort of containment mechanism, because the noise is created by the explosion of ignited gases from the muzzle of the firearm. So you put a hollow pillow on it. Basically, but probably made of metal, so that it actually stays attached and you don't have to hold your arm out. <laughs> and then it has some sort of point on it. It would be like a hollow point on the t- on the end of the gun. <laughs> it sounds like something sort of. that would be that would be very useful in plays and they like to explain such a thing, but it's not actually effective in real life. <laughs> I'm just saying silencers are bullshit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Suppressor, as... Suppressors do something. Yeah, they, just, they help, but they don't. They you do can not make still it hear it silent. like a football field away. Like yes. it, it, it goes it from a field. gun going off to someone beating the shit out of a tin can. It doesn't go to no, no. no. It doesn't. It doesn't it's go to the whisper hiss. sound. But it's a very loud more, clack. But more importantly, <laughs> that More importantly, it also distributes the sound differently, so it's hard to pinpoint yes. where it's coming from. Yeah. To be clear, silencers and suppressors, like they have their use. I just love how many people think that if you put a tube on the end of a gun, it's <laughs> it suddenly it silent. The thirteen-year-old no. kid. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 For sure. It's not going to be. It's not going to be whisper just... quiet, but it'll be quieter. 
Alternatively, there's the concept that I need to talk about with your brother, which is taking one of those silence spells, making it smaller, and enchanting just the tip of the gun. Mother says never use just the tip. Your mother's very wise. Also, the sound of the gun comes from more than just the barrel, so, you know. <laughs> Uh, perhaps could uh, combine some sort of magic and an object and attach it to the gun. Have you heard of the Izzet League, young man? Hmm? I do not think I've heard of that legion, no. They are, as you say, sort of like a legion, but they live in a very large city called Taram, which is where I'm from, and all they do all day is figure out ways to mix magic and technology. Are you the princess? No, that's her over there. <laughs> oh. I heard there was a princess. I did not hear who it was. I'm very flattered that you thought it might have been me. Would you like to see how I make the bullets for this thing? Yes. Let's get started. <laughs> well, that happens over there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've seen him um is uh, let's see yeah um is anybody looking for a fight i mean i'm sure there's always somebody looking for one uh not at the moment mostly it's sort of uh, hard make an insight check real quick all right <clears throat> insight i have such a high modifier for that oh not an advantage though I mean, that's still the first oh, one you rolled, though. Still yeah. a 19. My plus um, one. Yeah, great. <laughs> Roll an 18. Roll a plus one. Yep. 19. Um, you get the sense that they are actively gearing up for a potential conflict, which it makes sense mm. around tribute time. Uh, they, are, they, they are currently in preparation mode for if Azerth doesn't like what they give. Mm, okay. Uh, so you're not going to find a whole lot of people that are like just going to free spar for no effort for no yeah. reason. They are they are very diligently doing drills and training. And all right, you notice there's a lot of lightning being thrown around by the assistant mages. So yeah. Um, so how far away is this tribute spell that will last to the mage who's standing next to Ithrim? Uh, three days. I look over at Ithrim. Do we want to hang around for that long? Maybe lend a hand if things go south. If you would be comfortable with that, if it's been some time since I've been around for a tribute, so uh, more hands can't hurt, I would suppose we could talk to my father. If you're going to stay, you're going to want to stay hidden when the dragon arrives. They pay tribute based on the contents of the Legion, and oh, outsiders would rearrange the equation. Yes. Uh, well, Ask your father if he'd rather we stay around to maybe help or just take off so there's no chance of the dragon noticing us. As I was... What is the tribute? What we've gathered throughout the year. Yeah. It could be minerals, materials, <clears throat> weapons, Oh yeah, this gold. is lining. Yes. Do you... I think I could help with that, with the the rock shaping spell I used the other day. 
possibly. Oh. Right? Yes, I don't know if anybody in my... I don't know if anybody has that spell in my... I mean, they, they did mention that druids were a li little short on supply in here, so... Yeah. Uh, you do know that your mother specializes in earth magics. Like, oh, okay, like yeah. her, aside from conjuring... Yeah, elementals and... Yeah. As, uh, like she conjures earth elementals for one uh and yeah. but like aside from conjuring earth elementals she like most of her rep most of her like offensive repertoire uh, is earth based in fact there's a cantrip that you're you're sort of that you think about it you you recall that there's a cantrip that you had never learned from her um where she basically encases her fist in stone and punches something really hard might have to uh pick that up on my way through here see if I can See if I can now. Um, um, more help will definitely be welcome. Uh, it's, at rough, yeah. it's at roughly this point that you hear the sound of a boulder rolling. Is it coming towards is us? It, yeah. Is it an actual boulder? Is it I just, move out uh, of the way. Uh, you sort of look over towards where the sound is and you see Ithram's mother. <coughs> that large boulder that she was sitting on is moving. Oh, I get out of the way. It stops well before it gets to you. Like okay, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past this legion to be like surprise, dodge the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's actively she's actively writing on it. Like you know, she's just all like reclining on the boulder, looking at looking through it, the tombstone Ithrim gave her. So Ithrim, what is it that you requested of uh, that you would request of me? Oh, um, uh, Lady Titania had, we are, the possibility of us using planar travel is going to be coming into uh, more likelihood soon. So uh, we had questions on how to attune certain items to planes and uh, if there was any specific requirements. Uh, Necessary. I believe also because she's a conjuration wizard, you were looking for her help getting the element, getting the player yeah. attunement things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the also need, yeah. The attunement of the items, the, so, so if you have the objects in question, the attunement of the items is not too terribly difficult once the, uh, once the denizen of the plane you're looking for has been appropriately summoned and tamed. Okay. Uh, do you have any questions, Titania? Um, oh goodness, we, a demon, I'm trying to remember what the plan was, there was like yeah. a couple different options thrown about. So well, we need, we needed a fiend um, yes. of some kind to get the attunement done, Yeah, because we I eventually can... need to travel to the lower plane that is the combined hell and abyss in this, in yeah. this, in this setting. I can do um, a planar binding, Ithram, you were saying a magic circle, right? Yes, yes a magic the... circle would be able to hold a creature like that uh, yeah. inside. Are you um, looking to learn these spells, Ithram? Yes, if I could learn the magic circle. Uh, I have the means, I have the spell to bind such creatures, but I don't have the, I don't have the circle to oh. keep them in one area. <laughs> Well, 
Your tribute entitles you to assistance, though I would say it's not quite enough for a spell from my book. Uh, I will I will assist you in attuning uh, if you have one such fork. Which I think you guys bought some, didn't you? Yeah, we bought several. Yeah. I will have you the attunement. In return, you must bring me something rare and unusual from the plane. We'll do this. And then I will give you spells from my book. Okay. Well, shall we prepare the circle? She she hops off the boulder that she was sitting on. Johnson, go build the circle. And this boulder stands up. And you realize that the boulder covered in the boulder covered in rugs is an earth elemental. God damn it, John. <laughs> I'm I make the pun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> as as this large earth elemental sort of walks around towards the beach. You will prepare the circle, and then I will enchant it, and then we will summon the thing that you need. Wait, right now? Why not? Okay. So, we're summoning... Can you conjure the thing, or...? Yes. She can summon many different beings. Okay, I I can't do planar binding today. Um, I can. Okay. That is how okay. that is how my earth elemental works. He is bound to me oh. for a year and a day. Oh, I see. Oh, come along, and she starts walking after the the earth elemental. Come you too. Yep, I'll come with. I'll follow along. Want to see this? You have the fork. You have the the, the tunement fork. Yes. Yes. Bring it out. Yep. Pull it out. And, and yeah, as as you're walking over, like you can see that the earth elemental is like engraving. It's like sort of flowing through the ground in a circular pattern, and as it does, there's like ruins being left behind it in its wake. As it's as it's carving the ground up in in this sort of like very swift motion, before it emerges whole whole from the earth, and there is this large magic circle in place. She walks over to it. Um, you she's got that that glaive that she had earlier, which she spins around, stabs into the earth, says says a few things in hobgoblin, and the 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 carved circle <laughs> lights up. So, what is it you want to summon? A fiend? Uh, what was... Something from the... What was the layer again? Uh, well, we know exactly what um, demon... I just can't remember what it's called. It's not an Oinoloth. That was the pus one. Uh, Orthan? Uh, Orthan, yeah. Um, uh, an Orthan of some descript... Or something from that plane. Uh, An orphan, something um, else. The orphan is the orphan is the creature that we're hunting. Yes, but to get one that's, it could be a completely different orphan, but it will be bound to the same plane. Yes, but any fiend from the same region of the hells as an orphan would work. Yeah, yeah. So any 
that that's why he said anything from that area as well uh, i just don't know right off the top of my head what else would be on that plane anyway um she reaches into uh she reaches into uh her bag and produces a small ruby vial but she uncorks looks inside uh, need some blood. Uh, is there someone with a more direct connection to this creature amongst your party? I pointed it again. There's like uh, five sets of pointing it. Yeah, how far away is Ghent from us? About 60 feet right now. Alright, I send a message. I use a message cantrip and say, Ghent, could you spare a minute and step over here? We need a bit of your blood. And I leave <laughs> your brother with molten lead to play with. Uh... Tell him not to touch it. That should be good enough. He's smart. Don't burn yourself. I have to go talk to your brother. Whole camp goes up in flames. <laughs> Brilliant. I kind of wish you just said, could you come over here? And then he comes over and we just stab him lightly in the arm. <laughs> I need to see But Gent will come over. <laughs> what can I help with? Hold out the arm. Uh, okay. Ephraim's mom just slices your forearm real quickly, and then puts this ruby vial up to, the, up to the up to the cut and lets it bleed into it. I I did specify we needed some of your blood. She corks it off. Did she get that looked at? And then he, she walks back over to the magic circle. <laughs> Ghent just turns to Valdeth and says, "Not a word," and goes back to making bullets. <laughs> <laughs> At least let Titania heal it. Yeah. <laughs> Do a cure wound. Well, so one Thank point of damage. So it's like... Okay, right. Zip. It's overkill, but... She uh, takes the vial, sets it down in the middle of the circle, steps back. All right, uh, one very similar uh, fiend coming up. And she puts her hands together goes through a series of motions and the magic circle glows red. Uh, And as it glows red, this smoke sort of begins to billow out from the vial, spins around and engulfs it and spreads and spreads and spreads until this dome of smoke is filling the middle of this magic circle, which you can sort of like see the outline of where the magic circle's containment is. The smoke is so thickly piled inside it. Just just in the off chance, I cast f- at fourth level Intellect Fortress on myself and Titania. <laughs> <laughs> she reaches into her bag and pulls out a small bit of charcoal and just flicks it into the smoke. And as the charcoal hits the smoke, the smoke erupts in flame. There's just a, a large fireball contained by the magic circle, which dies down slowly. And standing in the middle of the circle is an orthon. It looks like it's about to start talking when your mother just goes, Silence! I do not need your mouth. And it just lips shut. Alright, the fork. I hand it over. And she will begin to attune one of your forks to the Orton. Gent is currently making ammo. Valdeth and Klerna, what are the two of you doing? Go ahead. 
Valdeth, I suppose, is probably just wandering the battleground, just sort of observing how the how this legion practices war, I suppose. Okay. Uh, Jeremy? Um, yeah, just kind of keeping, probably keeping close to um, with tuning, keeping an eye on that, because that in case things go wrong. Uh, so, Kalerna, give me an insight check, and Valdeth, give me an investigation check. With your proficiency modifier, because it's investigating warriors. I mean, I'm already proficient in investigation, oh, because well, you've made me roll investigation so many goddamn times. In that case, never mind. Insight, that thing that I am oh so good at. I'm just better at insight. I mean, 13, that's that, that that's very good for me. Go. 21. So, Kalerna, you're sort of, like, watching this demon for any sign of, like, it breaking free. And it's weird. You've seen people summon creatures before. Um, typically, it's not a... Typically, it's never a good thing. Um, even now, it's still questionable. But typically, whenever... Uh, every time you've seen somebody summon something the summoned entity has still had some amount of agency. Mm -hmm. This demon appears to have none. Like, you can tell it wants to be moving around and talking, but cannot. Okay. Which just strikes you as odd. Yeah. Um, Valdeth... This is a very well trained legion. Like you're watching, like you've you've never actually you've you've never really thought about like live fire practice like what they're doing. But as you're watching it, you're seeing people who are reacting not only to the things that their sparring partner is doing, but also to the subtle tells in the environment that say something else is about to happen around them. Like, you know, someone someone summons a lightning bolt and these people are dodging out of the way of the lightning bolt before it hits um, while still maintaining, you know, sparring distance with their opponent. Um, it's this sort of, it's it's a very, like... It it strikes you as a very unique way of training people and seemingly fairly effective, particularly training in the training one for... training in the one thing you normally can't teach, which is battlefield awareness. Yeah, exactly. Like like it's you've never you've never you've never you've never seen people teach battlefield awareness, particularly like this. Highly interesting, and she will make note of it. Uh. The the tomb and fork is now sort of hovering in the middle of the the magic circle in front of the the demon, and uh, uh, your mother sort of turns, looks at you. It's going to take a, it's going to take an hour or so for this to fully attune. So you do not need to be here. I will maintain this uh, this uh, control. So feel free to wander around. I will I will I will bring it to you later. All right. Yield. Thank you. Um, is Father back in the tent? Uh, he should be, yes. Okay. Turn and head over to... Well, is there anywhere you would like to go, Titania? Um, well, I don't know. 
if things can be helped with the with the mining, I can do that, but I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, mother, uh, Titania was wondering if she has access to Earth Magics as well. She was wondering if uh, the miners perhaps needed help. or would... Any assistance. Yes. I... I, I appreciate it, but we've already mined the, uh, the quota of our uh what we expect our tribute to be requested a plus a little extra we don't want to mine too efficiently uh this this is a land of limited resources and i appreciate the offer but we typically do this by hand specifically so we do not overmine or over harvest fair okay very wise we uh, we have learned from other legions' mistakes, shall we say? Uh, is there any? Do you know of any area in the camp that uh, needs any particular help with anything? You go check out the gate and see if your sister has arrived. She will need to report to your father when uh, she gets back. Yes. So. Yeah. Did you want to come with, or did you want to watch again sure, teach my yeah. brother how to make bullets? I'm afraid <laughs> that <sighs> this is the first time I have ever heard you say that you are afraid of a particular situation. <laughs> and I've seen you run into some pretty weird shit. I was going to say, there's nothing like a thing that he's normal for you. Do you know yeah. what? That's growth. And he pats you on the shoulder. <laughs> Thanks. No, I'm sure it'll be fine, but... I trust Gint. That ice flower is melting, by the way. I look down at it. <sighs> no, I, I'd like to kind of see... I it, This is all very different. So, I'd like I'd like to see kind of things around, if you don't mind. Yeah, wonder. Come with. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he's headed to the gate, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll okay. just looking yeah. around at everything. Any sort of, like, animals, like, there's no plants here. This is very strange to her, like, uh, Kalerna, the whole Kalerna, Kalerna, land without yeah, Kalerna, agriculture. Kalerna as well. Yeah, no, well. yeah, coming with. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you look around. The, yeah, no, it's all hobgoblins as far as the eye can see. Mm -hmm. There's uh, no animals, anything nope. like that. Nope, no animals, no plants. <laughs> the the bullets are stuffed, <laughs> are, are stabled. <laughs> uh, that's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah, you do see a stable. There's no bullets like visible in them. Um. So, to be fair, bullets burrow. So. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, underground. Yeah, of course. There's not any of the bullets are being made. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Gant, by the time well, you get by the time you got back over to Ithram's brother, he had already like, like formed and packed a bullet by himself. Good kid. I like this kid. He seems to be catching on quickly. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No. We're, it'll probably take us about an hour or two to craft the quantity of bullets that 
Gent's looking for, and yeah. You can also see that there's an Orthon standing stock still, not too far away. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, he just side-eyes that every 30 <laughs> seconds or so. <laughs> Make sure it hasn't moved too much. After, after Valdeth gets her notes done, she will head over to back to the Chieftain's tent. Uh, we'll go with uh, we'll go with Valdeth first. So, Valdeth, you, you get to the Chieftain's tent. So, Valdeth walks in. Uh, Ked, was it? Warlord Ked Valar, yes. Lord Ked. <laughs> Uh, wanted to ask before we settle down for the night, uh, would you like some assistance in just in case the dragon gets ornery in a few days, or would you rather we be gone so there's no chance of them spotting us? I appreciate the enthusiasm, but uh, as you say, should the dragon spot outsiders, there's a very good chance that our tribute expectation will change. Mm-hmm. And... We could not necessarily afford that. Of course. We'll be gone in the morrow then. Appreciate it. Though, as I say, and, if there's any assistance you require, please feel free to ask. And to ask the question that likely every outsider who comes in here or ever interacts with any one of the legions asks, why live out here? Just for the challenge, or...? It's our home. Fair. I just can't imagine that living with the constant threat of a dragon trying to eat all of you is exceptionally comforting. It's not, no. But it is our land. It is our home. We fought for it. And it's not much, but it is a life. We send our, thru- we send our children out into the world to experience it. They are free to stay out there if they desire, or to come home if they want. Most of them come home. If you had the chance and the opportunity, would you kill that dragon? Certainly. It would be a glorious fight. But I am very powerful. My wife more so. We are not as powerful as this dragon. She stops and thinks for a second. You know, Everstone could use allies, especially right now, we're hurting. And your legion is impressive. Thank you. Particularly. I designed the training regiment myself. We could use something like that. And I'm not saying right now we're all perfectly capable of it because, quite frankly, I've seen what ancient dragons can do. But one day. You got an up close and personal view. (laughs) Yeah. But one day when we're ready, I'd like to help you with that problem. And maybe form a companionship between Everstone and some of the Wandering Legions. Well, I'm not going to promise you that all of the Legions will be willing to listen. Not the Duskreach would. 
We all have different reasons for calling this land our home. But regardless of those differences, it is our home. I respect that. I'd like to see it be your home without you living under a dragon's talon. As would I. Still. We'll make light we'll we'll make sure that we don't make life any harder for you and we'll depart in the morning. I appreciate it. I'm glad that uh, Ithram has found a what seems like a knowledgeable commander. I do my best. All right, I'll get out of your hair. Oh, please. There's plenty of it. He says as he sort of like shakes his head to the side and the ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> She heads out. So, Ithram, Titania, and Kalerna. Yep. You guys yep. get out to the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Onkar is sort of sitting in a chair by the gate, whittling. I see you return to the gates. Are you leaving so soon, Ithram? No, came to keep an eye out for Deirdre. Uh, yes. Uh, we've been keeping an eye out for her for several days. Supposedly today is the day. But I don't have familiar like you do, so don't have eyes in I, the sky. I could send Mel out. He's a jackal right now, so he'd be a little closer to the ground, but if it's not for a while, then... Might get eaten by a worm. Yes, uh... So he'll begin to ritually cast find familiar to change Mal into a into a uh, a hawk like his normal form. Good idea. Good idea. Pulls out his brazier and starts it all up. You could do some searching with my with my my echo, but I can only go at certain range. Mm. You have an echo. Yes. What does this look like? Shom. Impressive, impressive. I have something similar, but not the same. Really? Yes. He cast mirror image, and there's now like four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is that. There is there is definitely some similarity. <laughs> he lets it drop. Uh, nature doesn't give me uh, specific numbers of people nearby. Would it give me a, a group, or would that is not is it not that specific? I can put the text. In. I put the text in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it just says prevalent plants, minerals, animals, or peoples. Uh, you would detect groups of people. You wouldn't necessarily detect a single a singular entity. Okay. Um. Could I? I. I could use it to see if there is a group approaching. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. You could try. I can see if they're sort of close, three miles. But if you like, and I was about to go flying myself, but I could join you. If you like, do you do your spell first? We have not had many dru- druids out here. I'm interested in watching. Oh yeah. Um. And she will take. She she'll do it. Um. Pretty, no, she. That was a different spell. Um, she'll she'll kind of like start casting it. You 
anyone else who's seen her do it before, she's doing it slower, like very carefully, like, oh goodness, I'm I'm like yeah. showing off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, I can cast this normally as long as I don't think about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm trying well, to think about it. Damn it. Yeah, while you're while you're casting it, Ethereum will be like, she's while unconventional, her magics are very, very potent. I imagine. Pick off a mushroom, eat it as I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so you cast commune with nature. You sit down, you put your hands down into the broken, rocky ground. Yeah. Uh, not able to quite sink it in like you've done with the dirt at home, but. Mm-hmm. The first thing you get a sense of is. This land feels dead. Ugh. Okay. Like you're used to you're you're used to back home in Tehran, where the land is very much mm-hmm. alive, and and thus it's very easy to tell when things feel wrong. But yeah. your mouth dries up as you're sitting mm-hmm. here with your as you're communing with the with the land around you. You feel like you you feel your skin tightening as you as your skin dries out a little bit. Um. And it just feel there's just a a, a a a sort of a wave of sadness and despair that washes over you as you as you connect with the landscape of desolation, and you sort of feel that the name is far more appropriate than anybody else would possibly think that it could be. In this particular case, Woody Guthrie was full of shit. <laughs> um. But you still can pick out, amongst this dead land, you can still pick out signs of life. And you very you immediately understand now why this place would be very bad to stay for a druid. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, other than the, the group that you're currently in, there is no large populations nearby within three miles. Okay. It doesn't seem like there's any sort of like large group heading towards the camp or anything like that. Was it Was it a small group that went out? Or a bigger one? Just the one. Deirdre works very well on her own. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, I can't pick anything out. That doesn't mean she's not close, it just it's bigger with more life around. Yes. Still worth a shot. Yeah. Um, Let's wait for the mouth. Okay. After a few minutes, Mal. Fifty-nine minutes later, <laughs> is now an owl. Is now a a, a a hawk. Yep. I'll send him out and tell him to keep an eye out for Deirdre. Ankar uh, stands up and sort of like flexes, rolls his shoulders a little bit, and as he does, from behind him, you see a pair of draconic wings just spread out and flap. There's these golden-scaled uh, 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 dragon wings just sort of stretch for a little bit. All right. Well, I'll follow Mal. Are you coming with uh, Princess Titania? Yes. Um, just thinking something that wouldn't draw too much attention. Um... A bird? Look things. Yeah. Uh, I'll do a vulture probably. So I will shift. Alright. Uncar takes off his wings flapping. You follow oh. you and Mal follow. Yep. And 
begin scouting. Go ahead and give me perception checks in your in for Mal and for you in your vulture form. Yes. Um. In this case, I would be using. Would I be using mine because it is? You're using your perception. wisdom, but if if your vulture has any like bonuses to perception, you'd get that. Let me check here. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Vulture. That's not how you spell vulture. <laughs> All right. Like if the vulture is proficient, and like if the vulture is proficient, yeah. you would add your proficiency kind of thing. Mal rolled a twenty. Uh, I have advantage. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's what I get. Okay. Perception. Twenty-four. All right. And he rolls pretty well. Uh, so yeah, all three of you get to a certain height and just sort of start gliding. Um, and all three of you pretty quickly see off in the distance, uh, probably about 30 minutes out from the camp, um, a very well-built, similarly similarly built to Ithram, female hobgoblin, uh, black hair tied in a Dutch braid that goes that hangs down to about her waist. Um... Wearing yellow robes, very loose fitting, um, with a, you know, a sort of a bandolier of what look almost like small metal shards uh, hanging off of it, and a large, crudely built, but seemingly, but strangely elegant uh, longsword, just sort of gripped in a reverse grip in one hand. And she is motoring across the uh, across the the landscape you figure she's probably moving at about a hundred and about about probably about over a hundred feet per round staying far above but kind of keeping an eye um i might be looking to see if she's running from anything because doesn't yeah yeah you sort of get a get a glance uh (laughs) motor uh, <laughs> I'm saying, yes, the second you said it, I really, really wanted to sing some Night Ranger. Fair, fair. Um, doesn't seem like she's lo- she's running from anything in specific. Okay. Then probably as she keeps moving, just kind of staying far above range, not to seem like a threat or anything, but like just keeping an eye in case anything comes up and tries to attack her. Yeah, no, and she is like she's moving faster than Deathrum. You remember her being able to move, uh, yeah. And then either of you have really seen anybody unmagically modified move. <laughs> she's no fucking wizard. No, she's not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the monk. Yep, probably. Uh, well, she should be back shortly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on, on car says <laughs> agreement just kind of no selling the sprinting hobgoblin <laughs> I don't know I did just trace a faint touch of annoyance in there <laughs> not, an, not annoyance surprise <laughs> he knows she's fast he didn't, he didn't realize she was that fast you know, she's moving 150 100 she's moving 150 feet per round because step of the wind is a thing yep <laughs> move speed double dash <laughs> yeah. mal will probably get within like 
60 feet above her just because she'd probably recognize Mal. <laughs> by the time uh, Mal she is, notices. By the time Mal is 60 feet above her, she's 150 feet beyond Mal. <laughs> yeah, because he can only he can only dash 120. Yeah, no, she's no. way faster than any of the flyers. On car begins flying back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll follow. Yeah, the only thing that can keep pace with her is an actual dragon. <laughs> with their 80-foot fly speed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will raise you a quickling. Hmm? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she is a quickling. 240 feet yeah. per round. Or yeah, a wouldn't tabaxi. Even need to dash. Right? Yeah, I was yep. going to say, particular types of tabaxi. Yeah. I was talking like common monsters, in particular flyers. Sure. But yes, sure, a quickling sure. can run that fast too, and so can a tabaxi doing similar builds. <laughs> tabaxi. Tabaxi just goes, meet me. Basically. Oh, no, I want to create a tabaxi fucking. <laughs> just a tabaxi monk named Runs on Roads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, legit. Runs on Roads. <laughs> Khajiit will race if you have coin. <laughs> Khajiit will win if you have coin. Um. Uh. Uh. uh so yeah, on car turns and flies back. The you, the flyers and her because she can't maintain that pace the entire time because key points are a finite resource. Um. So Fire. so the flyers and her get basically get to the gate at roughly the same time. And without even saying a word, Ankar produces a knife from somewhere and flings it at her. Uh, the sword comes up, intercepts the intercepts the knife, just almost looks like it just barely taps it, and the knife just begins spinning. And with her free hand, she reaches up, grabs it, and flings it back at Ankar. Who catches it? And then he whistles, and the door is open. With his shoulder. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And she stops on the inside of the gate, looking at Kalerna, confused, because there weren't any drow in the camp when she first left. When she first, when she left. Hello. Walk down. Hello. Um, Welcome. Oh, Ithrim. I see you're here. Yes, this is Kalerna Elani. Oh. She is uh, one of my companions. A pleasure to meet you. She's a knight of the Azure Legion. She gives like sort of a nod. That that like that like approving nod. Right. <laughs> um I take it you uh, have brought more guests than Ithrem. Yes, the uh, entirety of the company. Oh, not the entirety, but uh, most of the company that uh, I'm a part of in Tram. Hmm. Titania, do you unvulturize? No! <laughs> I'm still a vulture. <laughs> Just sitting on the, on the palisade. Yeah, down. and yeah. not even missing a beat. Ethram's going to go, and that is uh, Titania Vakorian, princess of Tram. <laughs> Ram's princess is a bird? For now. The Ram's princess then is not I will dramatically. Free myself. Oh, I see. Hey. Hello. Hello. 
uh, I have to report to father, so I'll yes. catch up later. Yes, no worries. <laughs> She's at the tent already. <laughs> Dust cloud. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, what she needs is just two levels of rogue so that she can just dash for free as a bonus action. Right. <laughs> Uh, sorry, just just a, just a, just a line of dust she get between where she was standing and the tent. And Ithram's just like, she got faster. <laughs> hey, was she always was she always fast? Valdeth asks as she approaches the gate. Yes, not quite that fast though. Deidre is one of the very few monks that uh, our legion has ever produced. We're very proud of her. She's very skilled, with, particularly with the sword. Ah, oh, Kensei monk. Yes. Well, I hope you all enjoy your own evening. Yes. He sort of like wanders towards the battlefield. <laughs> all right. Um, did you speak? Uh, I saw you wander off, Beldet. Uh. Did you have anything you need? Did you still want to ask my father? I already did. All right, that makes sense. Uh, definitely got his suggestion that it'd probably be better and safer for the Legion if we took off as soon as possible. So we'll head out in the morning. All right. Well, I'm going to stop by the armory before I head back to the tent. Um, If anybody needs anything. Yeah, Val, Valdeth, you wanted to make sure you, you know, took a look, right? Sorry, say again? For weapons? Oh. Yeah, I could take a look, see, see what the Legion puts together. Hmm? Well, you Follow me then. You should be in the same general area as we normally set it up. I'm going to make sure Gent hasn't murdered anyone. Yes, please make sure my brother has no new burn wounds. Mm. And if he does, please heal them. <laughs> Will do. By the time you get yeah. by the time you get back to the forge, uh, Gent is pretty far along in his bullet making, and mm. uh, uh, Ithram's brother has made not a working one, but a facsimile of a pistol. Whoa. <laughs> Which Ghent is which Ghent is currently detailing uh basically rough instructions on how you would make this functional. Do not have the uh, we do not have the materials to make tiny springs like that, but we could I mean the cylinder works. I could could I use a, a like a small hammer and just hit it with my hand? Potentially, <laughs> yes. You would need some level it's not going to go very far, but you'll still get the transition of force to a missile. Hmm. Or perhaps a some sort of a chisel and hammer to amplify the force into a specific point, or a rod attached to something elastic, similar to a crossbow. Mm. It feels like it's getting bulkier, but it would be. It could extend the barrel and make it more of a more like a crossbow, like a, a just hold it with two hands. Mm-hmm. Mm. It would also help with the accuracy. Experimentation is going to be very key in these future pursuits. I'm proud of you. Hmm. You need to build some sort of some sort of uh, a, a screw bit. 
I could add rifling for drilling the, purposes. Yes, mm-hmm. I could add uh, rifling to the interior of the barrel. When when the projectile spins, you do get a more accurate trajectory on it. Uh, Mar, whatever you just said was completely muted. That's because I didn't actually. I just whistled. Okay. <laughs> there was no sound. It's okay. There was no sound. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you oh. walk in on. Yeah, to, and, and, and she's going to observe that for a brief moment to make sure that everyone still has their same number of fingers and everything, and then just excuse because i don't understand any of there's that there's a moment where you where you suddenly panic and try to remember how many fingers hobgoblins are supposed to have <laughs> five or four <laughs> it's five and he has all five okay. <laughs> it's like oh god he, he became a freak in, in my absence <laughs> he's mutated already but uh, Valdeth and Ithram, you find the armory. It's fully stocked, but no magical weapons. It's all yeah. standard stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get an, you can get a great axe. Yeah, uh, I'll grab one of those, and um, yeah. Is there uh, anything in particular you were looking for, Valdeth, or just? I just wanted to see what they what the weapons were like. Yes, the metal quality out here is uh, difficult to to refine, Uh, hence the color and texture of the the metals, but... I can imagine, but it looks like your smiths are doing an excellent work with the materials they've got their hands on. It's not as... as, The the silhouettes are not as refined as you would find in other places. They're very blocky and jagged, but the metal works. It's sort of like a slap together the metal as best you can and then make sure it holds an edge. And once uh, once they're actually done being forged, they all do have like a slightly burnt patina yep. to them. I wonder what would happen if I were able to get good metals out here to your legion. Oh, it'd be wonders. <laughs> Better weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm the thane of a fucking house, I have to think of these things like trade deals and allies. Sounds tedious. Like Ithram, you know you're standing. You're standing at the primary source of metal ore in in desolation yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is where most of our or well, all of the metals that we use come from. So. I look out at that mountain. You said most of the metal, like a lot of the metal was visible from the exterior. Yeah, it's not a mountain. It's a pillar. Yeah. Can I roll stone cunning to see how, what, like how shit quality that metal is? Go ahead. Add double my proficiency. I'm assuming like a history check or investigation. Uh, Nature, actually. All right. So add double proficiency to this. So add, add eight. So at eight is seventeen. You're pretty certain that's a, that's like the tip of a meteorite that you're seeing. And like this, ciderite, ciderite is workable metal, but it's not highest yeah. quality. Yeah, like it's it's not the best quality iron that you're gonna find, but it's a workable source of it. And there's probably a fairly large lodestone like underneath the ground, like from from like the rest of it. Because that's definitely not the entirety of the 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 thing. That's just like sort of a spike of it from where it deformed on impact. 
Uh, you're probably looking mostly at siderite coming out of that. Looks like a meteoric impact. So it, it's not the best metal, but it's not the worst. And there's certainly a lot of it in there. Uh, it's done well for our legion so far, but I mean, uh, siderite will do that. It's I'm not surprised at the jagged quality of the of the weapons coming out with that metal. It's hard to work because it's you know contaminated with everything else that was in the meteor. If you... Well, you could probably, if it would be in your interests, uh, talk to the smiths to see if in either here or in uh, Everstone to uh, if they have any knowledge on how to make it easier to work. Uh, I, I have Smith's proficiency. Might I have some ideas that might improve working with Ciderite with stone cutting? It may not have already figured out. Looking at what they're producing, there's probably not much you could give them that would that would that would have said that would make it easier for them. Mm-hmm. Like all I could give them is better metal. Yeah, like what they it, it, based on the quality of what you're looking at in the armory, the thing that they this is about need, the best they can make with Ciderite. Basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, your your smiths are working at about their highest capacity with the metal they've been given. But if I could work out some interesting trades, we could get some better metal out here. I will let you discuss that with my father at some point. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to kill that dragon. That would be nice. And once that dragon's dead and no longer a danger to everything out here, it'd be possible to get some real relationships out here. And Everstone could trade good metals with this with this legion in exchange for some of that impressive training that you people do. Yes, I've noticed that... Uh... The regular guards and even soldiers, the inexperienced ones in the travels, don't react quite as level-headed when magic or any type of, I don't know, artillery, I guess you would say, is in the same battlefield. That level of battlefield awareness is something you typically can't train into someone. The innovation that your legion has come up with doing that is incredible and well worth some good ore. That is good to know. I've got this though, and he kind of, how long does it take? Is it an hour or a minute for Alanai's infinite army? Short rest. Oh, short rest. All right, never mind. He won't. Pop it into the pocket dimension, then no. just lugs it over your shoulder. <laughs> so you all eventually wind down. Is there anything else you, anyone wants to do before you take a long rest? I'll just visit with my family for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, your mom yeah. gives you. If my life is a serial killer. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be Mormon for that. Um... <laughs> my God. <laughs> no, that just helps. Yeah. 
um, the uh, uh, your mother gives you the attuned fork, so you now have one fork that is attuned to uh, the nine hells. Okay, I will put that. As you in know, the... that's everybody's first choice vacation spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. The again, uh, you did see before you left the forge. You did see the Orthon just evaporate in flames. Okay, he feels a little bit better about that. That's probably the point in the story where he's telling Ithram's brother, and that's when I found out that apparently my uncle was wearing the face of my some God. super important mage who's engaged in blood magic up in the Arctic. It sounds like you've had a very, a very terrible life. Thank you. <laughs> Man, your life sucked. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> recognizes this. But at least you have two girlfriends. That is absolutely worth all of it. <laughs> I think that's a lie, but it's not a bad one. Well, it's important to tell lies to yourself to get through the day sometimes. I try not to. If you can avoid it, absolutely. So, you all eventually bed down for a long rest. Mm-hmm. Gent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, while you are asleep, you wake up. Sitting in an ornately decorated dining room at one end of a completely decked out table, wearing fine clothes, with a large fireplace at the far end crackling and soft, like, orchestral music playing in the background. There's a half-eaten plate in front of you. Feels like you've probably been eating it. Okay. Looking around the room, seeing if I'm alone. You're not. There's another figure in the room, standing by the, you know, standing by the fireplace, holding a glass of wine. Ah, I see you've come too, as it were. Welcome. Does he happen to go like this and have eyeballs? No, no, no. no. Okay, good. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, uh, a light-skinned humanoid individual. Uh, blonde hair, slicked back, sort of grayish eyes. Uh, the head seems a little too tall for a human, though. Like it's fairly, okay. fairly, fairly tall forehead right. with like sort of particular veins on it. Right. Uh, we- weird cranial structure. Looks yeah. kind of like right. Max Headroom. Okay, that yeah. makes me feel so much better. Yeah. I just thought of Morbo from Futurama for no <laughs> particular reason. <laughs> Yes, it appears I have. Well, I hope you're comfortable. You certainly were enjoying the meal before your consciousness followed your body. You have made a disadvantage. Ah, yes. Uh, I, I do apologize. I do sometimes forget that not everyone knows everyone's names and all. Uh, you can call me... As I look at my names... And try to remember which one it is. No, it's no. Um, 
what was where where was the name? It was a good name, and I can't remember it anymore. I didn't. Kim. No, no, it was. Uh, well, fuck it. He's got a new name now. Um. Uh, you can call me Alralon. Alralon, it is. And you, Gentmanar, have a problem. One that I think I can solve. As he walks right. the length of the, as he walks the length of the table and pulls up a seat next to where you're sitting, you realize you're not armed. Your guns mm-hmm. are nowhere to be found. Right. So I've come forward to offer a proposition, as it were. You are currently being hunted by a very, very angry devil. One who doesn't even know why he's angry at you because, well, you were a little naughty and pulled a card out of a deck. All right. Now... And your solution to this would be? Well, a favor for a favor. I happen to know who that devil is. And... I happen to be in a position to rearrange their fixation, as it were. Move the target of their obsession presented by the deck to a different target, one that is not you or any of your loved ones. Does that sound like something you might be interested in? Potentially. Mm. Yes, if uh, so that there would not be any further tragic cases such as what happened with poor Ariel. Ariel, but yes. Thank uh, you. The, the asshole could at least spell <laughs> pronounce my name right. He pronounced it. He, he pronounced <laughs> Says it as the it ghost was... that's hanging around. You've only ever right. seen her name in writing, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so pleased. He just said it how it looks. Right, exactly. Yeah, no. Not his fault, necessarily. No, of course. Such a favor is not without a favor in return. Which in this case would be? There is a particular annoyance that I would like dealt with. One that, truth be told, should be no stain on your conscience on your morals or ethics. There's a... power-hungry devil at work in Tehran that I would very much appreciate being gone. Fucker. All right. So it's sort of a... Devil for a devil? Yes, you deal with mine, I deal with yours. And better the devil you know. Um, do we have a name for this Tyrian fiend? I don't know his true name, but I know he goes by Cal Argall. Oh. We've met. Mm-hmm. Is this a professional rivalry by any chance? Yes. Not necessarily that I want in on his turf so much as 
His presence makes certain deals very difficult to make. Hmm. Well, I understand the tra- nature of the trade. It does occur to me that while there have been a number of unpleasant circumstances regarding the individual whose attention I have caught, his primary organization, at least, is in a different dimension, whereas Kalar Gauls is very much physically present on the plane of reality that I generally tread. Yes. But that shouldn't be too big of a deal for such stalwart adventurers as you and the Steelhearts. Flattery appreciated, but the fact that it remains, I honestly feel like taking on Kalar Gaul would be an assumption of greater rather than lesser risk. Well. Unless, of course, there's extra information of which I am unaware. Well, I can tell you that the devil that has your name in his pocket, as it were, is something of a tactician. A battlefield commander type. One who prefers to send his armies to do his bidding rather than do his dirty work himself. Which means that you're already fighting an organization led by a devil. It's just that this organization is coming to you. Hmm. In greater and greater numbers, I'm sure you've seen. You see, the card that you drew allowed him to break through the divine veil that separates the nine hells from the material realm. He's on your world now. Right. And him being there means that he can summon all of his pets from the nine hells and the abyss to him. So I take it you're going to divert his attention to someone, as it were, back home. I have a person in mind that would receive the attention very well. And once, the atten- and once, his, once his tender care was delivered, his obsession would be relinquished. And he would be much easier to bring back under heel. The um, the unfortunate side effects of that particular card resonate rather violently throughout certain societies, shall we say. So just to have all cards on the table, pardon the pun, um, you'll divert the attention of my current devil to someone else, mm-hmm. and after he accomplishes killing that person or capturing or whatever, then... In all likelihood, he will go back to the abyss. If not with in, all of his friends. If not immediately, very shortly thereafter, yes. There's right. an important detail that's being missed here that I, I'm not there to tell you. And. Shut up, peanut gallery. <laughs> a couple of follow up questions. Um. Who is this person you have in mind for him to otherwise target? Oh, no one of any consequence. You seem a very learned and intelligent person, but I feel in this case that is a decision I would need to make for myself, whether or not it was of consequence. Fair. 
Let me put it to you this way. How many more friends would you rather lose? Because he's very persistent. Oh, I'm sure he is. And in all likelihood, there is the possibility that I would lose more. My sort of follow-up question to my initial is, could I put forward a candidate for the attention to be diverted toward? That's an intriguing counteroffer. <laughs> Go on. There's a necromancer by the name of Simon. That's doable. All right. How soon do you need an answer on this? Whenever you're ready, simply call out to Alralon, and I'll be there. Excellent. Well, this has been very enlightening, and I do appreciate the meal as well. Of course. Fantastic. Compliments to the chef, which I assume is you, but if not, please pass those along. Absolutely. All right. You'll probably have your answer within 24 to 48 hours. I'm sure I will. And, as I said, hopefully this is a win-win situation for us all. It very well may be. I appreciate you reaching out. I didn't think I was garnering that much attention. Well, there's something of a... spiritual vortex, as it were, occurring in your wake, so... No, that's, hmm. that's in my game. Attentions are drawn where attentions are needed. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Yes. I'll be watching. And you wake up in bed. I just reach out and grab whoever's closest. <laughs> Either Valdez or Tanya. Or Ithram or Kalerna. It's a very small tent. It's a small tent, <laughs> probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> Someone gets I'm grabbed. Like... <laughs> What's up? Uh... Uh, I just had a dream. And it might solve one problem. It might create a number of others. Let's get everybody awake for at least the next 10 minutes. Oh, boy. More vision dreams. All right. Everybody vision up. More of a side Already trip. Already getting up. Titania. Still sleeping. <laughs> Shake Titania. Yeah, she's gone cold. <laughs> she's <What>? dead? <laughs> Winter. Oh, okay. Season change. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, once everybody's awake and conscious, Ghent will relay the scope of what just happened. Fucking hell. Whoa. Quite literally, so, as it turns out. And, and apparently, we've got some confirmation <coughs> that Kalar Gaul is a fiend of some sort. So that's I'm interesting. I'm remotely surprised. And the no. barrier thing, that's, that doesn't sound good. It's been broken? What? 
Okay. Oh, for this one particular uh, demon who's yes. after his head. Yes, it appears yeah. that those cards are... But that, that devil can pull more in his wake, apparently. So, yes. Uh-huh. Counter-argument. We know he's on this plane now. We can maybe hunt, find him directly and kill him. Conceivably, although this Alrulan character did make the point that one arch devil is in charge of a military force of his own choosing, training, and summoning, and the other one, while powerful, is more, at least somewhat economically rather than martially so. A mercantile devil. Yes. Which in some yeah, ways but, is worse, but in terms of practical confrontation is probably easier. How much political power does the Argyle Trading Company have in the city of Tehran, though? Do I know? Uh, yeah, a lot. Okay, <laughs> a lot. So you're not just going to be fighting the Argyle Trading Company, you're going to be fighting every string he can pull. Yes, if we confront him directly and announce ourselves ahead of time. Or if people figure out who did it. I mean... Oh, that's quite possible, but... We're killing... In this case, we'd be killing Cal... Killing, destroying, whatever. Cal Argal. We're not killing the Argal trading company. It'll still exist, and someone, I am sure, will be more than pleased to take his position over and may even thank us for clearing the way for their succession. Or want us dead because we just killed the person at the head of the company, which often implies that you want the company to suffer. Like I said, this is the choice I've been presented. As much as as much as I'm not fond of the idea of a fiend sitting in power in Grand Terra, I'm less fond of being public enemy number one for killing him. Whereas this other demon might have an organization of demons at his beck and call, but is a demon out in the open and thus public enemy number one to the entire material plane. And no one will hate us for killing him. We don't so much need to kill either. We just need to return them to their original plane. Well, this, the Which, one that's after Gant right now keeps reappearing, right? Yes. Well, he's never died. Was- the, one, the one that's after Gant isn't this, isn't, as far as we've been told, is not this Orthan. The oh. Orthan is one of his, is one of his subordinates. Yes, if okay. we can... But the, the implication was clear that... As long as this archdevil... Can I make a religion check? I assume Ghent knows that if you kill a demon or a devil on the material yeah. plane, they can ver- usually have, just have, reform in their... You guys have confirmed that in character previously. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. So yes, we would have to get the archdevil that's after me back to... We'll hell to locate, itself yes. and kill him there. Because if we kill him here, the magic of the card is still active and he can just... Do we know that? You must likely still have his ire, at least. Yes, according to Alrilan's statements on how this thing works, that demon has an open door because I pulled a card. Well, if you've if you have reiterated that state that conversation back to me as accurately as you think you have, 
What he said was that pulling the card let him open the door. Did not necessarily say that he would keep opening that door if he sent him back. Can I make an arcana or something check to see what I think the underlying principle there is? Sure, make an arcana check. Yeah, could I do the same? Yeah, both. Okay. I God, have an inspiration, fun. so I might re-roll this. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna re-roll that because <laughs> I have. An <laughs> I got a twenty-eight, which is almost as good as I can get. Hey, twenty-eight. Hey. <laughs> so Ghent and Ithram at the same time say, <laughs> "Nope, don't know anything." <laughs> yeah, with a twelve, you're not certain, yeah. Clarna. No, that was a joke about them saying at the same time and then leaving yeah. hanging. Because it was 28, but the DC was 30. Nice um, try. <laughs> with the 28, um, the way the cards work, as far as you're aware, is that whatever, the, whatever end point that they want to happen, they will make happen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Whether that means if you send it back to hell, uh, it'll just come right back immediately. You don't know. Um, that's sort of an experiential thing that you'd have to check out. But he, just because the card has been pulled does not mean the magic is done. Okay. So, yeah, Maybe there's probably if, a couple minutes conversation yeah. of... Yeah. Gent and yeah. Ethram explaining <laughs> things over each other, but arriving to similar conclusions. Maybe if you destroyed the deck, that might be enough to make him to to end whatever magic it's, it has that is pulling him back, or it might just make it even harder to stop it. Mm-hmm. We still have the deck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Gent's got Gent's got it in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Still need to see if you're. Father apparently can destroy that deck. Mm-hmm. That destroy all of the cards that have been pulled already, or no? No effects. The issue with destroying the deck, of course, is does that mean the end condition of the Archdevil's obsession is suddenly no longer a factor, and it'll just continue, 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 continue? Oh. That does seem quite like quite the roll of the dice. Yes. Although, if in that same if in that same theoretical vein that you just gave me of the Dex magic still being in effect, allowing him to come back, if his obsession isn't lifted, but the Dex magic isn't in effect, and you kill him, he goes back and doesn't have a door back anymore. Potentially, or potentially not. The door's existence was instigated by the existence of the deck and it might only be able to be closed as long as the rules of the deck still apply therefore destroying the deck might suspend the rules of the deck and it might never be able to be closed there is a lot we don't know for certain in this whole thing I'd rather. I'd still rather not make a political enemy of Taram by going after Kalargal. All right. Is this? But that's my. But that's my opinion. Because 
the demon is an obvious enemy. Kalar Gaul is someone who has friends and friends in high places. And dealing with him, trying to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him will have far-reaching consequences. There is a whole um, uh, trust component to this as well. Yeah, I was yes. just going to say. Yeah, and we don't know how much we can trust whoever this person offering this deal is. Alan is a... Golden eyes or anything like that. They had like weird white eyes. Like the irises were very clearly there, but they were like white. So it was basically solid and then pupil, yeah. more or less, almost. Well, it was like yep. outline, outline of iris. Yeah, some okay, iris gotcha. lines mm -hmm. and then pupil. Yep. Mm -hmm. Slight texture variations. What I'm saying is, do we think this is connected to you know stuff that happened? First. Honestly, he struck me as more of a extremely powerful arcane entity. Granted, the ability to disguise one's true nature is something that many, many creatures can do, but whoever this Auralan is did not give the initial impression at least, of being anything angelic, devilish, or demonic. <laughs> I have enough incense left for one more. Uh, if this individual is of notable reputation, to see if I could figure anything out, much like I figured out. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, about those of us with, those of us with, you know, divinatory more. styles of magic might want to look into our options here. I was just gonna say, I realize it is the it, it is the shoddiest shot in the shoddy dark, but does the name ring anything that I could roll a history or arcana or religion or you could make a I don't know animal handling? You can make a history roll if you want. Okay. Also, I do have a recently acquired spell that could mask you from, it may not, I don't know how the artifacts magic works exactly, but. Uh, so with a 15, you've heard the name Alvarlon uh, before. Okay. You don't remember what the context was, but it was an, it was some sort of narrative like fiction narrative from your homeland, from Avalon. It's like a like it's like the name of um, huh? It's the name. It's the name of some sort of like. Sauron was yeah. a vampire. No, no. Sunlight sparkles. <laughs> the name, uh. as far as you can remember, it was the name of some sort of significant figure in a fictional narrative from your homeland. That's as far as you can remember. I am... A Merlin figure in your I local Arthurian myth. Moderately... I have reason to be suspecting that this may not be the person's real name. 
Oh, yes, no, the way he was, he said, you can call me Aurelan, which usually does not signify that this is actually my name. No, that is the name of a fictional character where I am from. Hmm. Could be based about? on the, re I do not recall. Damn it. I mean, I we could do, do, we could. I did not read many, many, many uh, uh, fiction. I mean, we could do we could do the same thing that we did to find out about Galadir with uh, the last time we used this spell. And I'll give his... as good a physical description of this character as I possibly can. I mean, also, Ithram can just enter your mind and read your memory of him. Oh, that's true. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's how we did it last time. I'll cast detect thoughts, and then uh spend 10 minutes casting legend lore set up the uh the ivory in the four corners and light the smoke and wait for it to fill the little pyramid and see if that gets any hits that image comes back as the image of Al uh, uh Alralon, a character popular in avalonian uh avalonian fictional narratives that is a recurring sort of like um uh, uh, Gandalf-esque character for, the, for, <laughs> for 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 us on this side, like sort mm -hmm. of like a, you know a, a enigmatic, all-powerful magic user that pops in occasionally to direct the plot of fic of various narratives that they are in. <laughs> Just pops in to go, "Hey, you guys, good? All right, good," and then leaves. You know, calls in giant eagles at one point, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, may or may not be directly connected to a god of some kind you know it's it's it's, it's saturnine yeah it's it's like it's 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 a it's a it's a merlin a gandalf that kind of a yeah elminster Piston yeah. dantilus that kind of a that kind of a character and that's all you get you get no indication right. if this is a real person or not yeah yeah didn't Piston dantilus have the really unfortunate nickname which unfortunate nickname is that? I, I, mean, I recall Fist and, him having a... Fist and Dantilus is kind of an unfortunate name in the first nickname place. Nickname just yeah. as is, yep. I mean, Fist and... I, I think I'm remembering the correct character. The I know it's one, been a while since I've read Dragon. Fist yeah, and Dantilus, is... also known as the Dark One. Yep. Okay, that's not the one I'm thinking of. He's uh, much like Kalina said, that, that image and... I came up with that same name, but it is mostly fictional character. Literally, well, apparently not. Avalon. Well, mm, or they're hiding. Yes, I mean, it is are. very easy to actually mask the one's illusion presence. magic. Right? Yes, mm. that's what I was going to suggest for you, Gent. I have something that uh, cast over on you over a month could hide you from such divination spells but i don't know how i don't know how the artifacts magic will work and if it will actually make it, it any harder hurt sorry i was thinking of fizzbin ah. oh the absent-minded dude who was actually a god in disguise Fizz right. fizzbin mm. the fabulous yes but that I mean, they're both from Dragonlance, so yes, uh, and they're very similar sounding names, and they're both directly revolving around the heroes of the land. So that's why I was confused. Fair. I need to read <laughs> again. Hmm. All right. 
this is actually let's would you want to try the spell sure all right it's it changes the aura around him and how he's perceived by certain spells okay um I'm going to cast uh, Nistel's Magic Aura on Ghent. Okay. Uh, from, and we're going to use the Mask property uh, so that uh, to spells and magical effects, uh, he appears as... Mm, let's see. <laughs> he, he's going to appear as a plant-based creature. <laughs> yes. And uh, you are a plant. Uh, he's gonna be uh, appear as a plant-based creature named Alrelon because that's the most recent name that was just used. <laughs> that right. will last for one day. If we do that every day, say before we set up camp for the night, after about a month. It should be effective until dispelled. Perfect. He looks the same. Just be sure not to be targeted by any... Mm, you would have spells that deal more damage to plants or plant-based Wait, what? You turned him into a plant? That's how he will appear to magic. and uh, Like, if you were to... <laughs> So if, so if if you cast dodge, a bl dodge the blight spell at you, all costs. If you cast blight on Ghent, it, blight will consider Ghent a plant. Oh. <laughs> okay. That... Uh, it's specifically divination spells that reveal false information, not all yeah. spells. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's not so suddenly like a plant for the terms of being extra damaged. That would be yeah. awesome if that was our Casting Nistel's magic aura and declaring someone an undead does not suddenly make them susceptible to turning. That That's would be good. awesome That's if it good. was. That would be way overpowered for a second level spell. <laughs> I was going to say, Nistel's magic aura suddenly becomes a vital tool in every <laughs> druid's Sorry. battle. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, I don't have it. It's a wizard spell anyway. So anybody yeah. looking for a, a half-elf named Gitmanar will no longer find them. They will find the Elrond, the plant. <laughs> if you need to find me. Look at look look under plants under Should I Alrelon. start carrying a plant around to like no, really sell the the decoy? He's, no, he's this fine. is this is the this is the equivalent of forged papers letting a merchant into a city. It doesn't change oh, who the merchant yeah. actually is. Yes, and that they're a smuggler, really, because that's who I am. Let's be honest. Elrelon is smuggling Ghent. <laughs> okay. I think I get it. Magic is okay. This Wonderful. Gives more time uh, uh, Titania, you have fantastic. specifically magics that can tell us if specific plans and actions are going to be a good or a bad idea, correct? Yes. You want to find yes. out if taking if taking up this Auralon figure up on his deal is a good idea or not? Yeah, hang on, I have to meditate. Because <laughs> I switched spells again really quick. God. I had a list. Damn it. All right. As the, ta as the party tactician is like, hey, manage our magical resources to figure out our problems, please. Yeah. Oh, 
which one do I want to get rid of? I really want polymorph because I want to turn something into a dinosaur. Um, can't get rid of that. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah, listen. Um, See if I this will plan not... will save my boyfriend turn someone into a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dinosaur. Got... Definitely dinosaur. Dinosaur. I've got plants. Okay, let me double check which one is going to be most useful here. Do do. Um, yeah, Augury. It's it's not very specific. Um, if you've got more powerful ones that'll ask better questions, we can use yeah, those. Yeah, I'm, but... I'm just double I'm double checking that because I don't know divination. What's that? One divination do? lets you actually contact someone and ask questions. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But yeah, yeah. divination <laughs> has to be something that's going to happen within seven days. Yeah. I mean, you're going. You you intended to answer the deal within 24 hours. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um. So right. yeah, I'll prepare divination and cast it. Uh, okay. Here we go. Um. There. Who are you asking? Oh God. Um. That, that is, that is the one question, of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the God Emperor. I gotta I don't know. find your list of gods here, because uh, it's not the last. <laughs> Tony's just like, divinity God. Which one of you assholes is up this late? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you up? Wyd. <laughs> you got Kor, Bowner, Argon, Elianarathus, Mardok, the Sundered God, the Elemental Chaos, Idos, Eradnir, Valkyr, Eferti, Dagoth, Larithia, Kultir, Rethorb, and all the other Rethorb. <laughs> you could also ask Everstone or Impulse or the Lady of the Lake or the God Emperor or the God Emperor. Yeah. The same with the God Emperor. Um, uh, isn't there a God? Isn't one of those gods a god of knowledge? Yeah, I think Larithia is. Yeah, Larithia is like secret truths. That seems like a good god to ask things. Yep. Yeah. So Chitani's going to contact Larithia and ask. So you you give you give a you give a you give an appropriate sacrifice. And what is your question? Um. Is what will happen if we take this deal that the entity calling itself Aralon. Aralon has offered to Ghent for to murder to to get rid of Cal uh, Argal? What will that do? You get back. <laughs> In just sort of in your brain. Mm -hmm. The entity will hold up its end of the bargain if you are able to hold up yours. And that's it. And with that, mm -hmm. we will be ending for this week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye.